Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Miley Crook Show. I am your host, Coach Barone. We have another great show. It's been a while, but we're back. Rising to the top. Underclassmen Spotlight. Grad Transfer Spotlight. High School Coaches Corner. And of course, the College Coaches Corner. Hey, make sure following us on Twitter, at Coach Barone. Check us out online at myrecruits.org. Stay tuned, folks. Building relationships for a lifetime. That's what we do. We'll be right back with our first Okay, Coach Perone here, underclassman spotlight, and boy, do we have a treat for you today. Um, not only does this guy possibly have the greatest nickname in high school football, but you want to talk about jumping on the stage and catching some people's attention. Joining me today, 2024 quarterback at a Paradise Honors High School, 12 Gage Baker. Gage, are you there? Yes, I am, Coach. How's it going? Awesome, buddy. Hey, so first of all, welcome to the show. Um, and more importantly, dude, Congratulations on an absolutely, possibly one of the best first sophomore quarterback varsity performances I've seen in a long time. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. So Couldn't let's let, coaches. say that again, buddy. Couldn't do that without my coaches and my teammates. No, I, and, and, you know, you're, you're a humble guy and I've, I've gotten to learn that. And, you know, I want to start a little bit in the beginning. So you play freshman ball at Willow Canyon, correct? Tell me a little bit about the freshman season. Uh, the freshman season was pretty good. We were about 60-40 past. We had a lot of a lot of talent over there on that team. And we, we were able to put, a lot of, uh, put up a lot of good numbers. And we, able, we were able to go five and one, actually. Okay. So you're headed into possibly a sophomore season there. You play with the idea of, you know, maybe this isn't the right school. Maybe this is the right school. I don't know. Um, how do you guys come to the idea of, you know what? I think Paradise Honors is a good place for me. Number one, it's a great school, so we can't question that. I, I know what the academics are like over there, and I, you're a high academic guy. So that was definitely part of the reason. But how do you, how do you and the family come to make that decision? Uh, I think it was mainly just – the football side of things over at Willow Canyon. There was a change in offensive coordinators over there, which caused a lot of change of scheme, which okay. I feel personally I didn't fit in. And then over at Paradise Honors, there's high academics, like you said. And I feel like the scheme just fit the scheme just fits me a lot more. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach Goodlow's scheme definitely fit you in your first game because 400 yards and eight touchdowns in your first varsity uh, showing is pretty good where I'm sitting. Um, were you nervous before your first varsity start or is it just business as usual for you? Um, I would say it's just business as usual. You got to go out there and play like it's just another game. That was pretty much my mindset going in there and just making sure I'm a leader on the field and making sure that all my teammates are pumped up. I mean, I had people at that game that I actually thought it was a practical joke that were messaging me said uh, first pass touchdown, touchdown. Gage Baker, touchdown, touchdown. And I was like, come on, this can't be right. And then my phone started ringing. And then I started hearing from other people. And I was like, oh, my God. And if it wasn't so far away, I probably would have raced over there. But honestly, I mean, you've gone from, and I don't want to call you a zero because you're, a, number one, you're a great kid. We knew you were going to be successful. Coach Dave Bogchi, you're a team impact guy. I've seen what you've done in the seventh circuit. Uh, I've seen what you've done over the last few years. And, and, you know, you are, in my opinion, one of the top 2024 quarterbacks, not only in the state of Arizona, but I, I do believe you're going to be one of those top 2024 quarterbacks in the country. Um, your mechanics are amazing. Um, you know, and I think you got a great head on your shoulders. Um, let's talk about some of the awards, man. I mean, this is surreal. Um, 
Arizona for Arizona Cardinals player of the week. Um, I know a sports book, a scorebook, scorebook live uh, player of the week nomination. And, and even better, I mean, you got an Ed, Ed Doughty medallion, a uh, first varsity start for, I mean, was what was that stuff like? I mean, did this stuff really hit you out of left field? And were you just like, oh my God, what is going on? Or tell me how it made, you know, tell me what was up. I mean, when I first heard the news, I thought I got pretty excited. I got pretty jazzed up. But now that it's Wednesday, we're starting to get closer to this next game. I just got to keep getting prepared for the next game and just keep on moving forward. I'm glad. I'm thankful for all that stuff. But I can't really be focusing on that stuff right now. <laughs> wow, man. I tell you what, I hope I hope there's some college coaches out. I know there's going to be some college coaches out there that are going to hear that answer. And that's not that's not rehearsed. That's a kid that just you got it, dude. I'm telling you what. Congratulations. My phone definitely was buzzing. Some some schools definitely were reaching out saying, hey, who's the shotgun kid is exactly was what a couple of coaches said to me. So, hey, good luck the rest of the way. You definitely have your stuff together. Um, what is your Twitter real quick? Uh, it's at capital QB under QB 12 underscore Gage Baker. QB 12 gauge baker 12 gauge baker locked and loaded for next week don't miss this one guys i'm telling you coach perone knows his sh blank t and this kid has what it takes congratulations on a great start and i think what we're about to see is a great finish to your season good luck don't let anybody hold you back brother and go get them Yes, sir. That's the goal. Take care, buddy. Hey, we're going to we're going to step away here, get a couple words from our sponsors, and we will be back with our high school coach of the week. Take care, guys. Education Solutions, helping both students and student athletes raise their GPA and test scores through the NCAA approved and accredited virtual school raising GPAs at a success rate of over 90% and test scores at a rate of 87%. Waste no more time. Increase your GPA and test scores by contacting Education Solutions today at 205-960-6444 or visit them online at youredsolutions.com. That's youredsolutions.com. Mention the My Recruit Show and receive a $100 discount. All right, guys, we're back from commercial break. A uh, great set with our underclassmen spotlight, 12-gauge Baker. Um, in our high, high school coaches corner, um, doing something a little different today, I've actually brought on two high school coaches and the reason i brought on two high school coaches is because they are co-head coaches they're two very good friends of mine i mean borderline family i call them um joining me on the line right now from desert edge high school the one and only edge is mark and marcus carter head coaches coaches are you there yes sir what's up coach Coach Lou, my guy. Uh, what's up, gentlemen? What up? I am so excited to, number one, excited to have you on the show because, I mean, look, we don't pull no punches here. We, we two plus two equals four in our household. You know what I mean? We yeah. always keep it real. I mean, yeah. I've got guys out there on Twitter coming after me. You guys have had guys on Twitter coming out there after you. At the end of the day, look, we call it like we see it. And I want to start this session out with calling it like I see it, because I'm not embarrassed to give my opinion. I think we've proven that. I mean, <laughs> you guys, first of all, built a, built a tradition over at South Mountain that I personally was able to see. I had the opportunity to spend some time over there um, before the recruiting business took off. I was even blessed with the opportunity to coach over there with you guys. And I, in the short amount of time, that I got to spend, I bought into the Carter brothers way of, of building this thing. And so 
I'm not patting you on the back here, but I'm just keeping it real. So, I mean, that was the first thing that made me a fan. I mean, you know, we met because we coached against each other and it was just like, hey, something about these guys that I, I want to be a part of. So I go on to do the recruiting and I, I watch you guys build something over South Mountain. You, you, you get the guys out to college. I mean, our, our, the first year we worked together, I think we sent nine guys, yep. you know, Juco and above. And, yep. and you get the opportunity at Desert Edge. And I knew it was tough, but this was an opportunity that nobody was going to pass up. You left the, the program in, in great shape. Coach Evans, they're, they're doing great still. Um, so you go to Desert Edge. If, if each of you can just touch a little bit on how exciting that experience was, and we'll go from there. Uh, it was a blessing. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, Marcus and I firmly believe that if we don't do the job that we do at South Mountain, we don't get the desert edge job. So it was kind of like a, a reward, so to speak, for all the hard work and dedication that we put in. And so, you know, it was a tough decision for us, but it was the best decision we've ever made. You know, life has been good. You know, we have great admin, we have great kids and great coaching staff. So, um, you know, the culture there was a good culture. You know, we put a, our, our stamp on it and, you know, Marcus can give you a little something about it as well. Well, that's a great point. Yeah, and I'd love to hear what, what Marcus's take on that is. Uh, I agree with everything Mark said. You know, for us, it was just something that we had to do, you know, for the first time in 16 years. Um, we had to make um, a decision that was based on us mm -hmm. and, and not the kids. And so that's why it was so tough. But um, I'm glad we did. Uh, my family's glad that we did. Uh, I know that the students and the staff have Desert Age is glad that we did. You know, I still we still talk to uh, staff and kids over at South Island. So you know, when when Mark and I allow people into our our circle, you you're in there forever, and that's what we did. That's why we're trying to bring here at Desert Edge. Well, I could tell you this. Let's talk a little bit about bringing it to Desert Edge. I mean, so an eight and O season, which the whole season was upside down, inside out. Nobody knew. Who's playing what? So you guys just step right in. I had a chance to go see some uh, camp stuff and some early practices before last year and just totally different vibe. I mean, you just felt it when you went to a practice. You guys go 8-0, make the open year one coaching over there. Um, you know, the get the eight seed, have to play the beast Chandler. There was a lot of why is edge getting the eight seed, you know, and that whole power rating stuff. And we'll get, I mean, I'd rather not get into it, but still the fact is eight, no season last year. And, you know, you, you lost first round of the open, but you guys have to be, I mean, just super excited about what you were able to come in and accomplish right away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, I, I think, you know, part of it was, you know, just believing in God and having our faith being tested and knowing that, you know, we're going into an unknown situation and just being able to be able to play all of our games. You know, a lot of teams had to cancel games and, you know, we had to find a couple games and stuff like that. So it was just a blessing that we got to play all of our games, you know, to be honest. And, you know, going to the Open and being first, you know, African-American coaches to make it to the Open and being the first coaches. Um, in our district and at our school to make it to the open, you know, it's just all, you know, a blessing for us and uh, just a foundation being built that we can, you know, build upon. You know, I mean, it's, you bring out so many great points, you know, and so many things to be proud of coach, you know, and, and then I want to kind of just fast forward here because you, you have an amazing off season recruiting is firing on all cylinders. You open up against Campo, you win. Um, you take on Westview, you win, you go into game three and horizon, who is an excellent team this year. I mean, uh, you miss five extra points, but you know, double them in yardage and lose by one point in overtime. So, I mean, a crushing loss, but rebound from that win two. So four and one right now, as you stand, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, so Mark, I ask you, 
You're 8-0 last year, regular season. You're 4-1 right now. You're a 12-1 football team. You have a Division I quarterback in Lara who is going for the record of 119 touchdowns, correct? Yes, sir. A Michigan State commit offensive lineman in Gavin Brocious, who I personally think is the best in the state. I'm sorry. There's, I mean, that's my opinion. Um, and, I mean, a couple of guys I want to bring up here. Quinton Robinson, the tackle, uh, most likely going to be a Division One player. I actually had a coach, Division One coach, reach out to me, ask me about him. Um, you got a sophomore linebacker in Jalen Dawson. The kid is sideline to sideline, a madman. Okay, um, Lopez, can you could put him anywhere on the field, and he's going to score a touchdown from somewhere. Why is a twelve and one team over the last two seasons? with multiple power five players right now being called an underdog in the Ari- by the Arizona media while when you're walking into a face a 4A team against Cactus. Now, let me first say, let me hold on, because I asked a question, but I'm jumping. First of all, I want everybody to understand, I'm a huge Cactus fan, and I am a huge Coach Ortiz fan. I have eight players on that team that I recruit for. But I'm kind of blown away that there are people out there saying Edge doesn't have a shot in this game. What is that? What is that about, Coach? Mark, I'll start with you. I mean, we love that. We love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, you know, Marcus and I um, have been proving people wrong, you know, our entire career. You know what I mean? And so this is not this – is, this is an unfamiliar territory. So at the end of the day, it's our job to, you know – keep our, um, get our boys right, have our boys prepared, and then we can let the chips fall where they may. I mean, we know what we, ha- we have, and, you know, I guess, you know, at the, Cactus is hot right now. They're a really yeah. good team. They beat, you know, they, they beat Sunrise, you know, they're scoring 50 points a game, you know, so at the end of the day. And I know, you know you're are, a big Coach Ortiz fan. We've had that oh, conversation. Yeah. yeah, no, I love Coach Ortiz. Good, good dude. You know what I'm saying? And Bellis is, man, you know, Bellis is, when I first my first coaching job, I've coached with Coach yeah. Bell. Oh, they're a very well coached team. I mean, this seven is years. Uh, the, the reality of it is, this, this is a battle of two of the best coach teams in the state. But I just, I mean, I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, oh, yeah, Cactus, absolutely. Cactus has some great players, but I've heard comments out there that you don't stand a chance in this game, and that blows my mind. It, you know, it is what it is, and so we know that's why we play the game. So you know, Friday night, seven oh seven on your view. We, we, we're going to see what's, we're going to see what's popping. Marcus, what do you have to say about that? I know you're a little bit less politically correct <laughs> on being challenged and being told you're a uh, underdog in this one. So I'm interested to see your take on this. Uh, I got nothing but love and respect for Cactus. That's where we started. Yep. Um, and the coaching staff over there, I, I was just at the freshman game and I was chopping up with coach Ortiz and stuff like that. So, you know, it ain't no, you know, no bad blood between all of us or nothing like that. Oh, but no, that I know that. that. Yeah, but that, at the end of the day, we got a job to do. And oh, I believe in our coaching staff. I believe in our players. And we got to go out there and, and prove people wrong like we've been doing our whole career. So uh, I, I've, I've had several privileges, uh, opportunities to talk to Coach Ortiz. And, and I'm going to try to get him on the pregame uh, show for – um, this one, but I wanted to get you guys on the podcast because, you know, we're, we're long overdue. And Thanks. at the end of the day, this is the reality of it. You guys built something special at mountain at South. You built something special here at edge players are bought in kids are going away to college, great colleges. And I mean, you're, you're firing on all cylinders. I, I don't see this being anything less than a knockdown drag out battle from the coaching booth to the to the sidelines to the water boys to the fans i will be there front and center um you know cactus are my guys too but so are you guys you know um but this one's gonna be <laughs> hey whoever makes the least mistakes wins the game that's gonna be the bottom Fact. line in this one Fact. that's a, that's a good that's a good assessment right there that's, a real that's good it assessment. i mean you know you put the ball on the ground you throw a pick you can't do that against great teams, you know, nope. special teams are going to make a big difference. So I'm excited for this one. And I'm more excited to see where you guys take this ship because it's definitely sailing and the, you're at 
you know, you're in a great place right now, and I'm happy for you both. Appreciate you, Lou. Anytime you need us, we got you. All right, coaches, Coach Mark and Marcus Carter, co-head coaches, Desert Edge Scorpions, 707 at Cactus High School. Hey, if, if you got nothing going on, you better tune into that one because it's going to be hot. We're going to step away. I'm going to take another commercial break, and we're going to come back with the College Coaches Corner. I'm Coach Perone. This is the My Recruit Show. Stay tuned. The Mast Real Estate Group, helping families in the Valley for over 26 years buying and selling their homes through honesty, building relationships, and a tireless effort to be the leader in the industry. Travis Mast and his team want to help you with your next home purchase. Contact them at 602-550-5185 or online at phxareareallestate.com. Team Impact, proud sponsor of the My Recruits podcast. In the Valley since 2013, Team Impact runs personal training, camps, clinics, and nationally recognized competitive flag and seven-on-seven teams. To join the team, Coach Dave Bakchi and his staff ask for hard work, high character, and a commitment to being the best. Programs for athletes as young as five years old. To learn more about Team Impact, visit TeamImpactCoaching.com. That's TeamImpactCoaching.com. Team Impact, where champions start. We are back for the most important segment. I, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, every segment's important. You know, great underclassmen segment, um, great 2022 prospect segment. As usual, high school coach, you know, I love getting our high school coaches on and talking. But today, the college coaches segment, um, joined by a gentleman that, uh, you know, is new, is a new friend to the My Recruits program, but has really done an amazing job in recruiting, um, you know, a school that you want to talk about value. Um, and for us local Arizona guys, you're looking to get out of the heat. We got the spot. Uh, joining us on the line from Fitchburg State in Massachusetts is Coach Brandon Bernard. Coach, are you there? I'm here, Coach. First off, thank you taking the time today to meet with me and you know talk a little bit about Fitchburg State um you know I greatly appreciate the time even on the east coast knowing it's early morning there for you yeah you know coach you guys are doing a, a great job you're doing a great job you know but I always you know I run into coaches more and more um that have such a passion for coaching and you know got out of the player realm early. And that was you. Tell us about your, your high school career and how you kind of just immediately said, you know, coaching's for me. It's, it, I don't, I'm not into playing anymore and I want to teach. Tell us about how yeah. that happened. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, my story goes a little bit, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to play high school football and uh, in here, out here in the East coast and I played, um, but I had an injury early on in my high school career. Uh, after my sophomore and into my junior season, um, cut my career a little bit shorter than I expected. Mm -hmm. um, it was a, it was a long term medical situation where um, I wasn't able to finish. So for, at that point on, I kind of knew I said, all right, well, let's go coach and let's kind of prepare myself to be, uh, you know, my playing career is done. Let, let me get myself situated to coach. Yeah. Cause you didn't um, want to step away from the game and you just, you know, you got closer and closer to the coaching end of it. And that's how, that's how some of the best coaches are made. Yeah. And you know, I think that's a perfect example. So um, one of the most impactful people in my life is my grandfather. Mm -hmm. My grandfather played college football at the university of New Hampshire uh, in the late fifties here. Um, and he was, you know, a very important influence in my life. Um, so as soon as I was done high school, I went to college um, and I ended up getting a undergraduate degree in business administration. Um, and my senior year of 
undergraduate, uh, I decided to take a high school coaching job here in Windham, New Hampshire. Um, and we were a small division two school. Um, my brother actually played for coach Bill Raycraft, um, mm-hmm. a very important person in my life who is now the current AD and head coach at Malden Catholic in Massachusetts. Um, so I had the opportunity to go there and coach on the defensive side of the ball with coach Raycraft. And that was my first coaching job, uh, straight out of college at the young age of 23. Um, and from there I learned a lot, you know, I learned, you know, basically, pretty much the coaching, the coaching that took me and got me elevated to get to this college level. Um, while I was at Wyndham, I coached on the defensive side of the ball, the linebackers uh, for a couple of years. And then the secondary, um, you know, we had very, very good football teams uh, at Wyndham High School that it was a newer high school. Um, we transitioned the program uh, all the way up from the lowest division in New Hampshire at the time, which is Division Five. You know, kudos to Coach Raycraft for doing that. Um, we brought them. My final year at Wyndham, we ended up being a Division One team, um, and we went six and three that year. First year in Division One. Um, you know, our, our overall record, we amassed uh, sixty plus wins, and we had ten losses in six years. Um, but we you know, after that, we all moved on to different programs, um, from Wyndham and you left Wyndham in 2019, right? E 20. Yeah. Early 2019. Yep. Spring, spring of 2019. Um, so that was, that was my first coaching job. I was there for five years. Um, and then I went down to St. John's prep in Massachusetts, um, with coach St. Pierre and coach St. Pierre is another great person. Um, another impactful person that, you know, really taught me a lot. We had a great run there. Um, we ended up winning a state championship in Massachusetts that, that year in the fall of 2019. Um, St. John's Prep's a private school in Danvers, Mass. Um, and we, uh, we our, our final game was before this season was my last game coaching, uh, December 7, 2019 due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so going out there and winning a state championship, uh, you know, I was pre- presented with the opportunity from St. John's prep to come to Fitchburg state, um, coach Verone and I had yep. met up a couple of times at a, they always a get us of- mixed up in the coaching community. Cause I'm Perone <laughs> and you just got to throw an S in front of him and he's Spurone. So we, they, well, they, they, well, they let mix me, us up often. Well, let me tell you something funny. I told Coach Verone I was going to talk to you, Coach, today, and he goes, "Oh, that's my cousin out west." Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, <laughs> because we played a game last weekend, and they took away the S from his name and announced his name as Perone. That's oh, uh, now he's lucky. Now I'm going to charge it. So, I'm going to tax him for that if he's going to start our, advertising. <laughs> yeah. So. So we got advertisement on the West Coast from you and from your second cousin on the East that's Coast. That's it. So. Man, that's it. It all it all helps. <laughs> so so that was that was the, the office joke of the day today. So you um, come so you come to Fitchburg and and tell us kind of right away just what if what the feel is there. Yeah. So the feel was it was uh, a lot of building, a mm. lot of building. When I got here, you know, the biggest needs were we had to field the football team. Right. The team, the team wasn't, the team wasn't a new football team. Right. But walking into the the meetings and interviewing with Coach Brown early in March of 2020, you know, I asked him. I said, Coach, what's the biggest thing we need to do? And he said, uh, We have to find recruits. Right. Um, we were late in the game because he got hired in March, and so did I. There was less than 30 kids that returned on the football team and so um, many coach so many people don't realize that yeah. recruiting is the backbone of the program build i mean like if you don't if you can't get the players you're not gonna win the games and, and it's it's simple stuff and you, you guys have really done a great job you especially have done a great job prioritizing listen this this regional recruiting stuff it, it ain't going to happen. And you're recruiting the entire country. And, you know, you spend countless hours because I could see you going over our database and you've, you've got 
you know, numerous questions on players and you're, you're not just signing just any old body. So, I mean, I think it's just a matter of time before this thing really gets to a spot where Fitchburg is going to be the place to be. Yeah. You know, I think that really speaks for itself. Um, and I appreciate, you know, the, the, the nice words coach, um, you know, we took this program and when we got here, there was less than 30 kids. Um, and we had not many kids from outside of this region. And so we kind of, myself, coach Brown and the rest of the coaching staff, we really looked at each other and we said, listen, we got to go outside the box here. We can't, we can't travel because of COVID. We can't really step into so many high schools social media is powerful recruiting uh through coaches high school coaches uh-huh. are powerful recruiting through guys who help out other high schools such as your uh high school players such as yourself is very powerful so we did this model called virtual recruiting and we would get uh on zoom calls with with recruits that sometimes our zoom calls would would amass 75 players and just talk about Fitchburg right and say listen you know we've had the opportunity to review your film um we know you probably not could be able to step foot on campus because of COVID um but this is kind of the process we would like you to do you know we we our school did a great job setting up virtual tours for us uh we put together presentations of our of our stadium we put together presentations of our new indoor complex with the weight room and we really hit everywhere and I, when i say everywhere we got a, two kids from alaska on our team uh-huh. right and we're in massachusetts right. so um East coast to West coast. We, we got guys, uh, we got three from California. We have new Mexico. We have Alaska. We have, and you know, as soon as you get that pipeline going, man, it's easy to start feeding it. Yeah. And, and and I, and you don't, I don't know if you know, but you know, I'm an East coast guy. If you haven't picked that up already. So, you know, I played high school ball in long Island. So I was recruited by a lot of those schools, you know, I mean, a big chunk of the schools that are in your division, you know, Western Connecticut and, and all them were schools that were trying to sell their soul to try to get me to come there. But um, at the end of the day, you know, the football out East and the football out West and the foot, I mean, I've been, I lived in Florida. I spent time down there and, and I've become familiar with the, you know, what's going on up North, you know, in the Northwest, I just, it's different in every part of the country and to have a successful team, you need to recruit all areas. And I understand, you know, historically coaches will say that, you know, you crack that 400 mile radius that the chance of, of keeping that player is decreases by over 40%. And that's true, but you know, sometimes you got to step outside the box, man. And you guys are doing a great job. I mean, like you said, Alaska. I mean, I got a couple guys overseas. I'm going to have you take a look at, you know, that are in New Zealand and, and beyond that. So I, I think the recruiting game, you guys have grabbed it. And like I says, we're going to start running with it. Tell us a little bit about the area. Tell us, you know, what, what fit Fitchburg, Massachusetts is all about. Yeah. So Fitchburg's just, it's a city. Um, so we're about 45 minutes from Boston. We are just, south of new hampshire um and basically you can do three things of all different climates that here you can go skiing in the mountains which is 45 Mm -hmm. minutes you can head to the beach in the summer which is 45 minutes right and then and you you can enjoy a nice italian dinner in the north end of boston which is 45 minutes you want to talk about location 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 there you go folks (laughs) And the other thing is we have, uh, you know, our guys obviously coming from all over, they fly here. So they're like, coach, how am I going to route? You know, what if I want to go to Boston? Well, we have a train on campus. Takes them right really? into Boston. Yeah. Drops them off right at the TD garden, home of the uh, Boston Celtics and Boston Bruins. So wow. if they want to go to Boston, yeah, if they want to go to Boston from Fitchburg, they walk right to the end of the street here past the famous chicken place. You see, the train station ready right train at, take uh it's about a 50 minute train ride coach that's awesome so i'm going to tell you this you know i'm obviously being a new york guy you don't give boston a lot of credit but i i will say to to this day thursday afternoon boston red sox kansas city royals game me and my cousin decide to head out 
And it was one of the best two nights I've ever spent anywhere was just hanging out in Boston for two nights. It really was. I mean, you want to talk about getting to do it all. I mean, that was it. And folks, if you've been to a baseball game, that's great. But I could tell you there's no feeling like walking into Fenway park. That's a, that's a fact. Yeah. You know, Fenway has uh, some very deep history. Um, And, you know, we got, we got some guys here that uh, they may not like the Red Sox. They may like that team that, you know, we're fighting to get into the postseason against the Yankees, but um, nobody says the Y word in Boston. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing like a Red Sox Yankees game and there's nothing like a Red Sox Yankees game or a Red Sox game at Fenway park. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of history, a lot of history and a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, that's Fenway's within 45 minutes of our school. Um, and I know that, you know, we've had some boys that have gone down there uh, when they first got here in the summer, catch a game. Um, and, and they, they raved about it, you know, from outside of New England. Now, here's the other thing, coach. And, you know, everybody hears division three, you know, and they hear private schools and, and, you know, but this is a state school, it's a division three state program that, you know, you want to talk about bang for your buck. I mean, room, board, tuition, pre, you know, FAFSA and academic merit, your guys are under 28000 out the door. I mean, now you start piecing together FAFSA and some scholarship money. I mean, you got some kids in there that are in there for around ten k. Yeah, so we have a very wide range of uh, athletes here you know, um, that come from all over, uh, but financially a very affordable place to be. Um, four years here, you can walk out uh, with loans less than $60,000 um, yeah. and getting a four-year undergraduate degree. So uh, tuition here, including room and board in-state is 23 out of state is 28. That's before any academic money, any financial aid, et cetera. And I have, schools, um, I have schools right now, you know, that are 60, 65 year one. Yeah. We don't, uh, we don't, that's, that's your, your debt, uh, potentially after four years here at Pittsburgh state. And we're very lucky and you know, that we're through the state. Um, so they can help us out uh, with the with the low tuition cost. Well, I think all the wheels are turning right now, folks. If you need to seriously check this this school out, we, this is going to become a my recruits preferred program. I just feel it. I'm going to come up there for Thanksgiving. Coach and I are going to hook up, try to get a tour. You know me, see if I could steal some gear from my cousin, Coach Sparone. Um, you guys, make sure you're following. Coach B, it's at Coach BB247 on Twitter. At Coach BB247. And the Fitchburg Twitter is at FSU Falcons FB. At FSU Falcons FB. And at Coach BB247. And the website, of course, FitchburgState.edu. Any questions, you can reach out to me here at My Recruits. You know the drill. Coach Brandon Bernard from Fitchburg State. Want to thank you so much. Looking forward to sending some players your way and taking over that conference. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. And, you know, definitely want to keep in touch with you. Look forward to meeting you uh, in the fall here. And, you know, want to wish you the best of luck. Absolutely. Have a great game this week. Who do you guys have this week? Uh, We got homecoming, Coach. Big game for us this week, you know, um, playing Bridgewater Bridgewater State. Hello? High school coaches, college coaches, 
club and seven-on-seven coaches. ProBook Sports is changing the way you manage your team. An easy-to-use app, downloadable from the App Store or the Google Play Store. You can upload and review game film. You can upload and review different videos. Um, you can track and, and guide your players' nutritional value. I mean, it's unbelievable. So many features. I have never seen a team app that manages things better. Go check them out. ProBookSports.com. You can reach them via email. Info at ProBookTeam.com. ProBook Sports. Changing the way you manage your team. Hey guys, we are back. A great, great college coaches corner with Coach Brandon Menard over at Fitchburg State. Um, I'm going out there for Thanksgiving. I can't wait to go out and visit, go out, spend some time in Boston. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, this is a great education and a great place to get on the field. So definitely make sure you check it out. All right, so we've got a lot of ground covered right now. Um, normally I'll have on a 2022 um, prospect, but I think I wanted to switch things up a little bit today. And I'm going to bring on uh, a guy that I've been close to here for, for some time. And he is not a 2022, but he is a grad transfer. And he's one of the better quarterbacks that Arizona has seen over the last few years. Um, I just... <laughs> It's really tough when you say, you know, it's been a it's been a tough road, but this guy's this guy's taking the long road <laughs> and it's been tough. And he's decided, you know, I'm going to take another run at it. Um, I've got my credits. I'm, I'm going to find out if anybody needs a now quarterback. So I said, listen, let's come on the show. Let's see what we can do. So joining me on the other end of the line is a 20. Geez, Cam, 2017, you graduated high school. 2017 that is when i graduated high school correct 2017 graduate of notre dame prep cameron yow cam thanks for joining us bud of course glad to be here so uh, like i said 2017 notre dame prep take us to senior year kind of just tell us kind of because i know there were some were some, were some i guess you guys couldn't make the playoffs or something so just give me kind of a, a quick rundown of what happened so my senior year, um, we had our head coach, who was Mark Nolan at the time, who has since been fired. And he, uh, I think he went on to coach in California. Um, but the way our season kind of started, so our coach, Mark Nolan, had a philosophy of rotating quarterbacks. Uh, we had done that year, the year before, my junior year. Um, so me and uh, the kid who was a year below me, we rotated uh, every pretty much other game we would start. Um, which was really difficult uh, for me to get into a rhythm as well as I'm sure for him. Um, but fast forward. So the way senior year went, we had some violations with padded practices and recruiting violations on behalf of our coach. Huh. So we were suspended from the, the postseason as a result of that. And uh, even though we appealed and fired the coach and made all these amends to the AIA to try and get us to go to the playoffs, they still didn't allow us to. Um, and yeah, so our coach was fired before the last week of the season. Um, it wasn't until about halfway through the season after having injuries that I became a full-time starter for the rest of the year. And, uh, if you look at like our offensive totals from that season with offensive coordinator, Mike Brown, we averaged like over 40 points a game. Um, and we were, oh, yeah, really yeah, I seen the film too. Yeah. We were a really high scoring offense and we really got it done, uh, which is why, you know, Looking back, I'm really bummed that we never got a chance to run the table in the playoffs. So I really think we would have had a chance. Um, but yeah, so the senior year ended. We finished eight and two. We beat every team in the in the state of Arizona that we played, with the exception of um, Desert Edge. We lost to them, and then we lost to California School um, that was coming to play us. But after my senior year, my recruiting was pretty limited due to the fact that, that I had to do rotating quarterback time and stuff right. like that. So I really didn't have a lot of a lot of big play film that would have gotten me like big time offers to go anywhere. But you did have an um, option, right? And and you were a high academic guy. You were a, a 4.0 kid. So you decided to stay fairly close to home and, and kind of say, Hey, listen, I, I know this is a system I can run and, and I can step on the field as a freshman and put some numbers up. Tell us kind of where you go. 
Right. So I ended up making a decision to go to Occidental College. Um, I developed a really good relationship with the offensive coordinator and the head coach over the recruiting process. Right. They were a team that threw the ball around the joint. They were like the highest yeah. like offensive output team in the Sky Act. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Scott, who's the quarterback, uh, before, he was the senior when I was a senior in high school, senior quarterback. He's took taken over the spring league, like multiple time MVP. Like he was mm-hmm. he was the guy in terms of quarterback. Um, and they kind of brought me in because they wanted me to be the next Brian. Yeah. Um, and everything but, looked great. You were on board with it. Right. Everything looked great. I was totally on board. I was, you know, happy I had a chance to compete to be the starter, you know, as a freshman. That's not right. something you can get really anywhere mm-hmm. um, in the country nowadays. Um, but literally, when I say a month before the season started, it was literally yeah. a month before the season started. Our head coach, Doug Simonis, decided to retire. Um, he had some heart issues and some other things, which is more of a medical reason, which I completely understand. But yeah, it was poor, a poor job on the administrative aspects on the, on the administrative side. They decided not to retain the offensive coordinator as, you know, promoting him to head coach. They decided to go look elsewhere and a bunch of people ended up leaving the program. I'm talking players and coaches. Um, we lost about half of our roster that would have been on the team. Um, come fall had Doug stayed. Uh, mm-hmm. But because we lost our offensive coordinator and our head coach, a bunch of people decided to quit. wasn't really worth staying around and for a rebuild. Um, and they hired a, a triple option guy, a guy who's more interested in running the ball and doing all these, you know, triple option stuff, which is not my skill set. My skill set's more, you know, pro style play action. I mean, right. I can run. Don't get me wrong. I've gotten better, but um, that's more of my style. But I can still throw the ball around the joint. Um, but yeah, it's just total scheme switch, and they ended up putting a safety, uh, a kid that was recruited to play safety at quarterback, just because he's a little bit faster than me. So um, it was, yeah, it was just really, really unlucky situation. Something you really don't see uh, anywhere. And I think that year we were technically of all of the schools in the NCAA. I think we were actually last place of a lot of all 300 schools or however many there is. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about you know really, really horrible experience. That was it. Okay, so. You decide, listen, it's time, you know, to, to really take a, a run maybe at this thing. Cause I am a, a quarterback with, with that ability. So you transfer out of there, you go to Phoenix college and have an unbelievable year. Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was named offensive uh, player of the year for the team. I mean, I had a lot of fun, you know, playing at Phoenix, uh, Phoenix college. Um, the really thing, really the only thing that was tough is, you know, we really just struggled as a team in almost every game we played in. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to say it's like, oh, it, was it wasn't one, a very good one, team. I mean, but you, had a, you had a very good. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, we had a lot of we had a really, you know, on paper, I thought we had a really good roster. But as the season went on, people quit. People got injured. People had things come up. Um, it was just really tough. Um, as the season got on, you, you definitely felt the wear and tear of, you know, a full 12 week. 13 week season. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of great memories. I have a lot of, that was, that was the chance. I I felt like I really got to throw the ball the most and show what you can do and and really show what you can do. And you did. And you did. So now you leave Phoenix college. What happens? Right. So this, this is pretty much what happened after Phoenix college. I kind of went in with a mindset that, you know, I had picked, two schools before uh-huh. that were solely based on decisions. You know, I wanted to go there for football and I really felt myself, you know, unsure of really what I wanted to do with my future. Right. And uh, I decided to make a decision for myself, something that I can control. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go to a school that I want to go to the school that I, you know, when I visit, I fall in love. It feels like home. Like it's on me. It's not, I'm going there just so I can play football and if football doesn't work, I know I'm going to leave. You know, I went there knowing I wasn't going to transfer as soon as I went there. And, bam. and uh, that school was Auburn. Um, right. I was, you know, recruited by a bunch of a uh, bunch of places after Phoenix College. But, you know, I really wasn't offered any scholarships. And you okay, know, well, I, let's I let's a, hold on a second. So, yeah. so there's actually uh, ties to the staff and you're going to Auburn to go to school. But full welling i mean they're expecting you to come play quarterback and walk on there because let's not lose sight of the fact that there was there was communication and there was even though there was no scholarship for a quarterback at that time the plan was hey you're a guy we want so i don't want you to sell yourself short 
So you go to Auburn. Tell me how the football part of this thing gets started. Right. So uh, initially I was, you know, I was going to join or look to look, look to walk on at the winter time uh, mm-hmm. because the way that the timing worked out, joining the roster in the fall wouldn't have worked out. So right. I had the whole fall semester, you know, kind of just being a student and training, you know, being active in the gym uh, and throwing the ball, uh-huh. which I got active with intramurals and stuff like that, right. even though it's, you know, not remotely the same, but um yeah, I had a bunch of guys, you know, telling me like, oh my gosh, like you got to try out for the team. Like after intramural games, just based on the way I throw the ball and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm totally interested. And uh, it was about sometime in October uh, when Joey Gatewood, because he got beat out by Bo Nix uh, as the start to be the starting quarterback, Joey Gatewood decided he was going to leave the team and uh, enter the transfer portal. And once that happened, literally that night, the offensive coordinator, Kenny Dillingham's, um, sent me a message on Twitter asking if I would be willing to join the team. Right. Um, because Kenny has connections to Arizona. Yep. Um, some of the coaches that were in the Maricopa County, uh, you know, community School college district. football yep. district. Yeah. They knew, they knew him from, you know, just playing against each other. Sure. It's the, the coaching circle, you know, a bunch of people know each other. Um, and one of the coach, I think he was at Mesa. I can't remember exactly what his Ryan name is. Felker. Felker. Yep. It was Felker. He, uh, sent my information to uh, Kenny and said, Hey, this guy's on campus. Like you need to, you need to bring him onto the team. And then and sure enough, sure enough, I went through the whole process of, uh, you know, join the team and uh, do all the paperwork, all the blood work, but I never really joined the team until after the fall season, mm-hmm. because I was going to join during the fall season just to help out and practice and stuff. But sure. uh, the coaching staff decided, you know, just, let's just push it back. You know, we really don't need, to bring in another one right now, he can come, you know, in the springtime where we can put in the new offense and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was with the team all spring, um, all up in, like getting ready for spring ball, which was right before spring break. But as you and many other people know what happened in spring of 2020, uh, the coronavirus hit and wow. everything was kicked off, you know, campus. We're all sent home. Um, everything for football was moved virtual. So we're doing meetings and, we had to work out, you know, at home gyms and stuff like that. And you were you know, still in the quarterback me. meetings at this time, right? Yeah, no, I was still in the quarterback meetings. Yeah, I was in, I was in the quarterback meetings from about February 2020. Um, that's when it started. And then all the way up until July. Um, so pretty much what happened. Tell us, I, tell uh, us what happens in July. Yeah, so I'll tell you. So what happens, we're doing the off-season meetings. You know, they're kind of going through the process of bringing guys back on campus in June, doing this whole quarantine thing. <laughs> and there's about 130 guys on the roster that was going to be on the roster for the spring um, spring season. And um, But with the whole numbers thing and COVID and uh-huh. uh, restrictions of how many people can be in a certain room and right. stuff like that, all these rules, people didn't know really what they were doing. Um, and they had to start making business decisions from the top and they decided that they were going to start, you know, cutting all these players because they didn't want to have too many people, uh, in one sitting. Um, and unfortunately I was one of those guys that was cut. I was someone that was just brought onto the team, you know, um, they hadn't seen me throw the ball outside of tryouts and stuff like that. Uh Um, there's no real film they had on me and all this other stuff. Um, so, yeah, it was really unfortunate. They kind of made a decision to let me go with a promise that I could come back and join next spring. And that the whole reason why I was no longer with the team in July was because, you know, it's a numbers thing. We don't have space for you. You know, the locker spacing and yeah. amount of people per room. It's like they already had uh, six other quarterbacks on the roster. There was four on the roster when I joined. So I was number five. And then they uh, brought in two through the summer. One was a, a freshman walk-on, I think, and then the other one was a graduate transfer. Um, both guys that were recruited to be there by the new offensive coordinator, who's Chad Morris. Um, now, you, you, we left a little void there. At this time, Kenny Dillingham had left. Right, yeah. So Kenny Dillingham had left after the season, the fall season. Um, so, I mean, I was still, you know, brought onto the team and whatnot. But, yeah, the guy that kind of wanted to bring me in left the room. So I really didn't have anyone there that – had my back if that makes any sense yeah it does. Um, so yeah so unfortunately that's how it played out um you know they went through the whole season um nothing you know a bad season and coach ends up getting fired and all this other stuff so that promise of me coming to join the team again in the spring kind of went out the window so I had to go and try out again and I went through tryouts and the the COVID tryouts were really just annoying 
they didn't let you use a ball. It was outside in the rain. You had to wear a mask. It was like social distance. It's just, you know, everyone was just trying to do their part in terms of, you know, mitigating risk for COVID and whatnot. I'd had, I had already gotten the virus at that point. So I had already had the natural immunity. So I was fine, but um, yeah, so pretty much what happened. I went through the tryout again with no ball and everything. I talked to the new quarterback coach. He says, you know, I can see your feet. You really know what you're doing. You clearly yeah. had training before. Like I can, you know, I can tell you, you played this position for well, a you long were tra- time. You trained with Dan Minucci for some time. I did. Yeah. I trained, is, I trained with Dan Minucci since the end of my eighth grade. He's a master, um, master of footwork. And, oh yeah. And, you know, the reality of this thing, Cam, and I don't want to cut you off, but you know, we, you've, you've really, you know, a lot of guys woe me and complain about this process and you don't really complain, even though you really have run into some brick walls. I mean, you haven't really had a chance. The good news is, Got on the phone with the NCAA. You do have two years of eligibility. We've confirmed that, right? Right. Yeah. So I have, I have, so the way it's going to work So I, from my Occidental year. So they ended up canceling the season because half the, half the team quitting and we had injuries and stuff. We didn't have enough team to effectively field a competitive roster, um, which I think was the quote used by mm-hmm. our uh, athletic administration at the time. So because we had canceled our season, that was done uh, so that the NCAA would give us our year back. Um, so with that, um, then, as you know, with COVID, everyone got an extra year because of the whole COVID year and opting out and thing. Um, so I got, you know, I had a one redshirt year and then I have those two extra years of eligibility. So if you, you know, add them all up and tally them up, I have two years um, after this, you know, fall season where I'm not anywhere right now. I just graduated from Auburn um, in August. So I was still doing class all through the summer, you know, with the transferring, you kind of lose track of credits and stuff like that. But I was expediting, you know, trying to get done with school so that way I could, you know, figure out where I'm going next, if anything. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, what ends up happening with the Auburn, the second tryout with the new staff, Brian Harson, they just decided that they weren't going to bring on any walk-on quarterbacks. Um, that by far I was the best one, but they just wanted to stick with what they had in the room. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how that Cinderella story didn't end or <laughs> – um, was sold short. Right, well, I mean, we're not done now. So now coaches, no, the main not. reason is, hey, we got a guy here who is just about to make the Auburn roster, who is a stud, who's proven, who's a man. You know, he's, he's not a young boy. He's a man. He's ready to step in. If you need a quarterback right now, uh, I've, I've talked to a couple of good FCS teams I know that are interested in some D2 schools. You don't care. You just want to play football and show what you can do. Right. So, no, I've been always, I've been always chopping at the bit, trying to prove myself. I mean, ever since, ever since, you know, I got let go from Auburn, I just, I really was motivated that whole spring um, to get back to campus to show them what I can do because I had felt like, you know, even in meetings, like I was the last guy called on, but every time I was called on, like I knew the answer and everything, the offense I was studying, like I wasn't, I wasn't just happy to be there. You know, I, I really wanted to, to progress and become a better player, you know, get my mind better. Because, you know, after the playing days are done, you know, I'd be interested in coaching and, you know, helping grow young men to develop character and stuff like that. So um, literally just being able to learn everything you can and being a sponge for the game. Um, But more than anything, I wanted to show that I belonged because I hadn't been recruited by the new staff that was at Auburn. And I was on the team, but, you know, there was no one really in my corner. So I wanted to have my chance to go out and show them that I belong there. And unfortunately, that was taken from me. So I definitely have a lot left to give. Um, and like let's to show go give it, man. Do. Coaches, here's the deal. Cameron Yao, 2017 graduate of Notre Dame prep, a JUCO star over at Phoenix College, bounced around, about to make the Auburn roster. I'm telling you right now, I've sat down with this guy. I've gone to his quarterback session. I've seen him play. We've got great film to show the workouts. You need a guy to step in behind center right now. You give us a call. Cam, what's your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is, so you get your at, Cameron Yell. So it's just first and last name, C-A-M-E-R-O-N-Y-O-W-E-L-L. Guys, also message me here at Coach Crone. Give me a call. Coaches, I'm putting this thing out. I know you're going to be listening to it. You're going to have questions. Let's get you on the phone with Cam and let's see if it's a fit. If it's not, you know, no problem. But I'm telling you, this is a guy who's going to be playing football come next year, one way or another. Cam, thanks so much for joining us. I'm super excited for the rest of your your journey. I know there's great things ahead. 
You've been very persistent in pursuing this dream and it's going to pay off. So I want to thank mm-hmm. you for joining us on the show and I'll talk to you real soon. Of course. Sounds good. Thanks coach. Guys, Cameron, Yell, I'm telling you, you know, he, he's out of the room now, but check this guy out. He can sling it. All right. We're going to come back and close. I'm coach pro and this is the, my recruit show. The foot and the ankle, as we all know, are two of the most vulnerable body parts in sports medicine today. That is why My Recruits is so proud to have partnered with Dr. Jason Mendeville, world-renowned foot and ankle surgeon. Dr. Mendeville is a member of the American College of Foot and Ankle Surgeons, also the American Podiatric Medical Association, as well as the American Academy of Podiatric Sports and Medicine. A former college football player and father of two, Dr. Mendeville is proud to be a sponsor of My Recruits. He can be reached at 915-313-6300 or online at orthosurgeonassociates.com. Dr. Jason Mendeville, helping patients and athletes from around the world. Another awesome show over here at the My Recruit Show. I want to thank my guest, 12-Gage Baker, the Carter Brothers, Marcus and Mark from Desert Edge, Coach Bernard at Fitchburg State, and Auburn grad transfer Cameron Yao. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, like we said, at Coach Perone. Check us out online at myrecruits.org. Great sponsors, great athletes, great coaches. It takes a family to put this thing together, guys. Listen, thanks for being here. I can't wait to see you again soon. And remember, my recruits, building relationships for a lifetime, not just a season.